just a, a quick word today, because I'm not sure if my voice would hold. But in our gospel today, we hear the very, very famous words of Jesus, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Now, when I was young, eons ago, uh, and in the world that ye grew up in, we had uh, what was known as truth, right? Things that were true and things that were not true. Today, there is no such thing because truth is whatever you want it to be, which might sound amazing, right? Because it means you can make up whatever you want and whatever you want is true. Great, no? The consequences are absolutely disastrous. Absolute mental. Uh, the world has lost its marbles. Uh, and often due to this, this, this one word, truth, right? So I think there are just a couple of things we have to clarify as regards what truth is, and then we can understand in this, uh, this gospel, this Bible verse. So, okay, this, is, this might sound a small bit philosophical. It, it's a, it is a little bit philosophical, but it makes sense. It's not hard. It's not hard. So, there are certain things called objective truths. Objective means it has to do with the object. It doesn't depend on your opinion. Okay? Objective truth, for example, 2 plus 2 is 4. Even if your favourite number is 6, and your lucky number is 6, and you've had 6 children, and you've had survived 6 hernias, and you've had 6, <laughs> I don't know what, and 6 is your lucky number, 6 is not the answer to every mathematical question that you're faced with. Okay? It is. Maths is what it is. It's objective. Okay, 2 plus 2 is 4, regardless of your favourite number. Or, for example, capital of... Well, this actually, this one can be a small bit difficult. The capital of Ireland. Generally speaking, for most people, it's Dublin. If you're from Cork, they're still convinced that it's Cork. <laughs> it's objectively speaking, right? Uh, if you look up Wikipedia, the, re the reliable re resource for every... I'm joking. Um, but the, the capital of Ireland is Dublin. Okay, so objectively speaking, that's the, that, that is the answer. Now, I may be convinced it's otherwise. I may be from Cork and be convinced it's the rebel county. Objectively speaking, the capital of Ireland is Dublin. Okay, so there are some ob what we call objective truths. Thing, the, the interesting thing about an objective truth is an objective truth, it's true for everyone. It's true whether you know it or not. And it's true at all at all times. So it's, it, it doesn't depend on opinion. So if we gather everyone up and uh, the vast majority of people suddenly start to believe that 2 plus 2 is 19, they are actually wrong. Because regardless of who you are, where you are, or how many people believe or don't believe it, or are aware of it or aren't aware of it, maths is what it is. Objective truth is what it is. Like this is a book, right? And everyone, there might be a, hundred, a lot of people who believe this is an orange. Okay, and if we took up, uh, it's, and, like, and this seems like insanity, but I think I think you know what I'm talking about as regards you know gender ideology today, right? If enough people say this is an orange, then we have to say, well, if you believe it's an orange, then okay, it's an orange. <laughs> this is the insanity, right, that that has that, that, that we've come to. So, like, but objective truth doesn't work that way. The thing is what it is. So, truth accurately describes reality. Now, again, I haven't mentioned God or the Bible or anything like this. This is, just, this is just philosophy. This is just logic, right? Truth accurately describes reality. So if I look at this book and say in my hand, I'm holding an orange, have I accurately described reality? No. Therefore, my statement is wrong. Okay? Again, this might sound so obvious, but, I mean, look at the world. Look, look at what's happening. I'm actually shocked myself. I can't keep up. 
and I'm relatively young-ish, and I can't keep up with all this, the madness that's going on out there. I, I watched a couple of videos during the week just, just to try and catch up, and it's way worse than I thought. Way worse. Um, okay, but then you have other things called subjective truths. So subjective truths, that's where your opinion does matter. For example, uh, the best band in the world is Dickie Rock. Who, who, what was the rest of that? Like Dickie Rock and the... They usually had a band with them that had a name. Yeah, it's, it's, it's well before my time. This is my parents' time now. Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. All right. Oh, so, or whatever. You know, so or let, let's go for something easy. Right. Elvis Presley, right? Best singer in the world is Elvis Presley. Now, that, that's my subjective opinion. So in this, I can be wrong because it's my opinion. Okay? It's, it's subjective. So subjective truths are true for me, but they, not be, they may, may not be true for you. Best food in the world is lasagna. You might prefer cabbage, bacon, and spuds. Good on you. So something can be true for me and not true for you. Okay, so like there are certain things that are subjective. It depends on the subject, the person who's doing the thinking, doing the, doing the person who's expressing their opinion. Okay, that's a subjective truth. The difficulty today is that, especially when it comes to morality, the message being proposed and this whole wokeism, this whole woke idea that's out there, ideal uh, ideology, is that. Every truth is subjective. Every truth depends on the person thinking, and therefore we can make up whatever truth we want. Now, that is, not, not, not only is it insane, because it, it, it is actually literally insane, because then you end up describing reality inaccurately and, and obliging everybody to agree with you. You know, I have to say, I am, if I say, I'm a six-year-old girl, ye have to affirm and applaud me in that, or you're wrong. Isn't that crazy? Absolutely. It's absolutely bonkers. It really is. Okay, it beggars belief. But, I mean, there's a very, very interesting documentary. Uh, I think you have to pay to watch it, but maybe you'll find another way. But it's called, What is a Woman? Right? You'll find a trailer for it on, on YouTube if you want to have a quick look. What is a woman, right? And so there's this guy, uh, Matthew Walsh, he's, he's American, and he asks, what is a woman, right? Now, the problem is today, well, like 10 years, even 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago, the question would have been relatively easy to answer. What is a woman? But today, you ask <clears throat> any of the modern generation, what is a woman? And they say, well, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a person who... Uh, who identifies as a woman. Okay. And what is that? What is a woman? Well, you know, it's a, you know, a, a, a person who, who, you know, who feels that they're a woman. You keep saying the word woman. What is that? See, remember, remember truth accurately describing reality. Okay? So what's the truth of this? How do we describe what a woman is? What is a woman? And in the modern, in, with modern thought, no one, even professors that this guy goes to, even they can't explain what a woman is. It, it, it's, it's, it's so crazy and confusing these days. Like, okay, so then he, at the end then, it, it, it's kind of done in jest, but in the end he, he goes to his wife because she knows all things. And he says, honey, what is a woman? And she says, um, an, an adult female? 
of the human race. So uh, an adult, human, female. And he goes, okay, thank you. After asking all these professors and doing this kind of worldwide tour and no one giving him a clear answer, his wife gives him this really obvious, clear answer, accurately describing reality, therefore is true. Okay. But we look at today's world where truth is subjective. Now the problem with subjective truth, it means it also has a guard God and also has a guard everything he teaches. In today's mind, it's all up for grabs. You can choose, pick and choose, do what you like, do not, not do what you like, believe what you like, believe the bits you like, leave out the bits you don't like, do the same with scripture, do the same with church teaching, do the same with everything and anything. It's all up to you. It also means then that when it comes to God, we pick and choose the bits that we like about him. So basically, we create God. So God is created in our image and likeness, like it says in the Bible, right? Wrong. <laughs> We're created in his image and likeness. But we create God in our image and likeness. The bits of God, I like the bits. So God, God will always tend to affirm the way I behave. If I make God, it's like correcting your own test. I'll change the rules, I'll change the marking scheme so that it works for me. If I create God, I'm going to create a God who likes the stuff I like, doesn't like the things I don't like. I'll I, I create a God who, who is very hard on all them bad people out there, all them ones, all them murderers, and all them bad people, and all them rapists, and all them people, and he'll have to take care of all of them. Anybody know what's wrong here? Right? My fingers are going every direction except here. That's, if I create God, like in my image and likeness, he will have a problem with all the things I have a problem with, but I'm, I'm fairly okay. Whereas the conversion of the world starts with me. Conversion of the world starts here with me. I can't convert you. I convert me. And if that leads to a good example that might help someone else, great. But I, the conversion of the world starts with me. I do not create God in my image and likeness. He creates me in his image and likeness. It's up to me then to accurately conform my life to how he directs things. He who is the way. He who is the only truth. And he then who, in living in the truth, will grant me life and life to the full and life eternal. This is how it works. And there's such freedom in living in the truth. Because if we start to live in a lie, you have to do mental backflips to try and justify how you've ended up here. Whereas living in the truth, living in... And, 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 and see, the problem is, at times the truth is fantastic. At times the truth is so wonderful to hear. At times the truth is, you are an amazing person. At times the truth is, you are good. Deep down, you are good. At times the truth is, you have been mistreated. You have been misunderstood. Great injustice has happened to you. At times, that is the truth, and that's, it's, it's good to hear those things. At times the truth is really hard. At times the truth is, you have cancer. At times the truth is, someone you love has passed away. At times the truth is, you won't have children. At times the truth is, You've just lost your job. And they're, they're things we don't want to hear. These are things that are hard. They're heavy. We don't like them. But if I live in denial of any of those things, does it take away the reality? If I live in denial of, of my medical condition, or, or if I live in denial of that and just pretend it's not the case, does that make things better? No. 
No, it doesn't. Eventually, we have to come to a place of, of acceptance, which means what? Recognizing the truth and living in that truth. And that doesn't mean wallow in self-pity or, 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 or that, but recognize the truth and deal with that and learn how to get on with life, but with, with the truth of what has happened or whatever experience, positive or negative I've had, whatever diagnosis I've had, to live in that truth with the grace of God. And this is where freedom is found. Because if we don't, we end up tending towards addiction. Numb myself so I don't have to feel the truth. You know, I've been hurt in my past, so what do I do? Drink, 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 drugs, distraction, internet, pornography, superficial relationships, anything. Just to keep my mind full so I don't have to think of the one thing that's really, really on my mind and really, really bothering me. And that, that just leads to pain and hurt and a continuous cycle and it passes on to the next generation and all the mess that goes with it. But we live in the truth. And it may, yes, be painful. But in the end, we find freedom and life and peace. And we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be afraid. If some of the truth is, for example, that I've made a mistake, there is confession. There is absolution. There is forgiveness from God. That's true. So then God, I can say, Lord, I have messed up, but you have forgiven me, and both are true. I've made mistakes, yes, but God has forgiven me, and his grace is enough, and his mercy is enough, and I am forgiven. True. I am a beloved child of God. True. Not made up. This stuff is not made up. This is real. And so we can live in the truth, and it really does set us free. But if we live in, in this world where I make up the truth, I think deep down, deep down, I know I'm fooling myself. Deep down, I know it's just not real. Deep down, I know it's fake. And deep down, I'm not happy. The Lord has come that we may have life and have it to the full and this we find in him. This we find in living in the truth. This we find in following him who will lead the way to real peace, to real joy, to real love. So we ask the Lord today. He who is the truth. He who is the way. He who wants to grant us true life. That we might listen to him. And we pray also for society as a whole. We pray for decision makers, politicians, influencers. Lord, that we may live in the truth as you reveal it. Lord, that we may live accurately describing reality by our words. And that we might discover you in all things that are good, true and noble. Amen. <laughs>